I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now listening to Footy Prime, the podcast, hosted by Danny DiCchio, Craig Forrest, and James Sharman. Welcome to Footy Prime, a special Christmas edition. Fear not, fans and viewers, uh, Deech and Craig will return in the new year. However, this is an opportunity we had to talk to one of the leading sports executives in European sports. FC Copenhagen are 13-time Danish champions, 8-time Danish cup winners, the most storied club in Danish football. Also home once upon a time to a T. Hutchinson for about six years. Uh, arguably Canada's greatest ever footballer. Bo Rygaard is the chairman of the ownership group behind FC Copenhagen and a whole whack of other companies under the umbrella. Uh, Bo, welcome to Canada. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this. It's the winter break in Danish football, but with the the transfer window approaching, I assume you don't have much downtime. There's a little excursion before the, the mad rush. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it is. I just uh, said uh, Merry Christmas to Stole Solbakken, our manager of FC Copenhagen, who are going to the Maldives with his family after a very, very, I mean, intensive autumn uh, where we have been, uh, been uh, playing very well, uh, both on a national basis but also in, in Europe League created great results um, but you're right I mean uh, the work is already uh, is already starting up with the preparation of the uh, transfer window in uh, January I don't expect it to be so busy from our uh, point of view this year but but there's al- always a lot of things uh, going on would you say your, your job is more business or more football related I mean it must be obviously you're you're being pulled in many Numerous directions, mm-hmm. obviously, with the various mm-hmm. companies under your yeah. umbrella. Yeah. But are you related to Solbakken uh, along yeah. the football side Stole of things? Stole reporting to me, and uh, he is uh, responsible for all aspects of uh, uh, running FC Copenhagen from a uh, from a um, sporting point of view. The commercial parts of it is uh, is taken care of uh, another place. But uh, Stole is responsible for all what is happening on the pitch with his team, and he's also taking care of uh, uh, all aspects of uh, our players. So in that respect, he's reporting to me, and, and I mean, um, uh, there's a lot of financial elements in that one because we are talking about pretty huge uh, investments. So that, that model of football club, um, having the, the manager doing everything essentially, mm. that's very traditional. 
you're seeing more and more now you're seeing director of football mm. sporting directors coming in above the head coach yeah. and below the chairman yeah. um, why have you decided to go the more traditional route I fully agree um, because this is a pretty unusual way of doing it uh, but but uh, I mean there's one reason and, and that is that Stole Solbakken is the right person uh, for uh, for taking it all um, because um, I realized that one day when we when we do not have uh, Stole Solbakken uh, uh, as part of our team any longer then if we would probably end up in in having a construction like that one with a main coach and and you have a sporting director But Stoll is able to do it all, uh, and that's also based on the fact that he has been related to our club for many, year, many years. First of all, as an active player, uh, later on as, as a coach, and when he came back after his uh, career in, in Germany and, uh, and in the Premier League, um, we uh, created this, uh, this uh, uh, responsi responsible area for him, and he has been very successful. So don't don't change a winning team. <laughs> exactly, no, yeah, no, I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know the way the game is progressing nowadays. Mm. Like you mentioned, down the road you might have a, a different structure mm. in, in place there. But I mean, we we talk about how important it is to have the DNA of a club within mm. head coaches, managers. Mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer mm. going to United, of course. People are saying, well. Not that experience, but he knows the United way. Mm. Um, Frank Lampard at Chelsea recently mm. as well. Do you believe that's important? Obviously, with Stahl, he has that yeah. background with the club. He understands yeah. how FC Copenhagen works. Yeah. Yeah. Is it important? Is it imperative? It is imperative. And, um, <clears throat> and, and you know, if you take FC Copenhagen, what I think is, um, is the stronghold of the club, first of all, is, of course, that they're creating results on, on the pitch. That's where it starts, period. Because that you have all the related uh, things coming out of uh, creating results on the pitch, like sponsoring, like merchandising, like the amount of spectators and so on and so forth. So all the commercial things are coming from, from creating results. But we also have a very special culture, which is, um, which is um, and a special concept, uh, where, uh, which still is, is, is vital for, for further improve. And that is that um, that uh, our our selling and buying activities are very much related to the fact that FC Copenhagen is one of the clubs in Europe, which opens the door for Europe. Uh, so we are we are having uh, many players coming from from smaller countries around in the world, uh, and uh, they know that when they come into FC Copenhagen, and and if they do it well. Uh, then, uh, then they will probably end up in uh, in uh, Germany, Italy, Spain, or uh, Premier League. Uh, so that's part of our our concept and DNA as well. So we are very much uh, focusing on getting players in, where we can of course earn money on, on on the transfer activities, but also give them the possibility to say welcome to Europe. We will educate you at the same time. Uh, there are fixed programs for that one. So, um, uh, and then uh, they get uh, stable environments around them, and then they're very, very often successful in Europe afterwards. It's interesting because that's a great model, obviously, mm. for a team like Copenhagen, but the modern footballer, we talk about loyalty mm. and how hard it is to retain that loyalty from the player, from the club. When, when you sign a player from a smaller nation mm. in Europe, for example, mm. and say that this is the door maybe that could be open to, who knows, yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. Juventus exactly. one day, but mm. you still want loyalty from that player. Mm. Is that difficult to, to, to rely on? Yeah, yeah but, but what, you, what you need to understand here is that it's part of the game 
that that uh, that uh, the players are, are not coming to the club and stay there for good and ever because they they are also f- uh, from a professional angle depending on on I mean making some shifts where they can earn some money and and uh, so so we, we we know our role and our role is to welcome them uh, again to uh, one of the uh, the best clubs in northern Europe and it is a gate uh, to coming into to to the ultimate best clubs uh, in Europe, if they want and if they succeed, uh, and um, and uh, that's part of our concept. So we carefully select the players that we get in. We also, um, when we have them, um, typically between two and, and four years. And uh, as times goes by, I mean, uh, the period of time, the the uh, the uh, rotation rate is much higher today than it was uh, mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, we see that players are coming in uh, uh, and, and only stay w- with us for, for one uh, to two years. Uh, but uh, we would like to keep them between two and four if we can, because we believe that they get in, get the uh, professional level in FC Copenhagen, and then they are ready to make the right move. Mm-hmm. And we are also taking it as an obligation to secure that they come to the right club and not only the club which are paying the highest amount. Of course, we are depending on getting money ourselves. Uh, this is a commercial operation, it goes without saying, but there's a very high uh, impact of uh, social responsibility in this one from our. So one of our success factors and KPIs is when, when we are looking about our players, that they come in, they get a, 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 a successful uh, uh, rate with us, and then they come out and we measure how do they, how do they manage when they come out. So it's very, very important for us that our players are, are having a success when they come out again. And so I mentioned investment in the academy is really exactly. important as well. You want the, to, you yeah. want homegrown players. Ideally, you nurture them, you develop them, yeah. you sell them eventually. Exactly. But we, s- we, we want to sell them as a, as, a, as a total human being in that respect, that it's not only uh, what is cooking on the pitch, but it's also to be part of a uh, European culture and feel comfortable with that. So they are much better, I mean, have a much greater stamina when they come to clubs uh, in Germany, Italy, again, you, uh, Premier League, which is tough business. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we see it as an education journey as well uh, while they are playing at, at our place. But it, it is, um, I mean, it is part of the game that they come and they stay t- at our place uh, f- for a certain period of time and then it's out. And some of them we welcome later on back again. So Nicholas Bentner, yeah, um, obviously a well-known figure, mm. a really good player. I'm not sure he ever reached the heights we thought he mm. could reach, or he thought he could reach, but still a very good player. Yeah, he signs back with with Copenhagen. Yeah, was part of that the name in the back of the shirt as well? You, you could you could market the name, or, or was it all football related? I mean, it will always be uh, what is right for the team. Uh, from a sporting point of view, that's where it starts. And um, the background behind uh, uh, Nicholas, who is a very good guy, I like him so much. I've just been together. Character, with right? Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He does. Yeah, yeah, but he's a very good guy, a very nice guy. Um, the story is that um, we had a we had a very very spectacular transfer window in the summer, meaning that everything was going in accordance with plans. And suddenly, uh, one of our best players uh, decided, very late in the um, in the transfer window, um, uh, Robert Skov, uh, he decided that he would like to go to um, to the Bundesliga. 
uh, we were very sad about that fact because we 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 thought that he would stay at least for 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 half or, or maybe one year. So that came out of the blue. You weren't it expecting that. At no, all. we were not expecting that with that timing. Uh, so and then what happened was that uh, that we have uh, two of our attackers uh, injured uh, seriously uh, at the same time. So we were actually going from having a transfer window where I said to my wife, "This is this is walking the park." Uh, and suddenly we were in a situation where we were under pressure because uh, our attacks uh, were, were and our offensive part of uh, of the team was was suddenly jeopardized. And then uh, we had had or Stole has had a, a dialogue uh, uh, for quite many years with uh, with Nicholas, uh, who has always been training with FC Copenhagen when he was in Denmark and so on. And then they agreed that. Um, that he could get a contract for four months and uh, I mean let's see if, mm -hmm. if there was a good match and um, and that was the reason uh, and that was also the reason to why that we actually announced this eight o'clock in the evening when the, the the summer transfer window was closing right at uh, was it a very hectic day for you yeah it was <laughs> a very hectic day and, and <laughs> I remember that Stoli called me at around six o'clock in the evening because we were actually close to sign deal with a with a great Swedish player, uh, but uh, but I mean there was some some things which which uh, which uh, made the situation uh, uh, not so so good for us. So uh, so uh, the outcome was that there was nothing out of that one. So that and that was actually what is happening uh, during these uh, uh, transfer situations. I mean there's a lot of stakeholders involved and mm -hmm. money involved and timing and so on and so forth. So uh, that was the reason to why Nicholas came back, and uh, and of course from a commercial point of view, it has been great for us with Nicholas because he's a brand. Mm -hmm. I mean we have we have all time high sales of merchandising, and we had uh, much more spectators uh, certainly uh, uh, to some of our our national uh, 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 matches and stuff like that. So. That has been great. It has been a challenge for Nicholas uh, on the pitch uh, because it's a very, very strong team, mm -hmm. and uh, you need to be uh, top of the pop uh, in order to position yourself as as a long-term sustainable solution. But you know, you need depth, obviously, coming up in the new year. Mm. Celtic yeah. in Europa League, which yeah. is, I'm sure, very exciting for the club. Uh, uh, you know, the team on the rise, obviously, and. Mm. Uh, going to Parkhead will be very exciting. Yeah. I'm sure, as it will be exciting for the Celtic fans yes. who come in in numbers. They will to come to Denmark, mm -hmm. of course, and Copenhagen. Um, how important is European football for for Copenhagen? When you when you budget before mm -hmm. the season, mm -hmm. do you budget for European success, or does that just almost added gravy if you progress to the knockout rounds? Yep. We we budget in FC Copenhagen with uh, with uh, that we have uh, a route in uh, Europe. Uh, and you know there are different routes into Europe. Uh, we never, we never budget with the with the Champions League. We see it as an upside, but just from a statistical point of view, I mean, um, for the last fourteen years we have been playing in Europe, thirteen out of fourteen years. So statistically, I mean, we are there, but but things can happen. Uh, and uh, but we put it into the budget that we are uh, in 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 Europe League, uh, and uh, the five years I have been there, we have been uh, two years in Champions League and three years in Europe League. So um, so yes, that that's I mean we are a European club, period, uh, and that's also why I described the concept before. We are not a Danish club, uh, right. uh, and um, uh, we are by far the biggest club in uh, in Northern Europe. 
uh, where if you also take Scandinavia and the, the, the Nordic countries into consideration. And um, I mean, it means that we have a much higher budget, but it also means that uh, there's a lot of things which need to be, uh, from a result point of view, achieved. Otherwise, uh, uh, you're lost making. Yeah, and y- you see that across Europe. Yeah. Clubs who, who assume yeah. they'll qualify, yeah. they don't, and then before you know it, I- exactly. Leeds being the prime yeah. example exactly. a few years ago. And, and if we're not in Europe, in FC Copenhagen, we will have a loss of at least 100 million. Right. Yeah, Danish. Right. Um, but but again, here we're a little bit back to why uh, FC Copenhagen is, is part of a larger group. And that is because we can balance uh, uh, ups and downs in, 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 in the football club uh, with the, the more sustainable revenue streams that we do have from the other activities. It must be tempting. I mean, the, the term European Super League always gets thrown out there. We yeah. hear it all the time from mm. the big, big clubs. But even beneath them, yeah. you know, the, the next tier of clubs, the Copenhagens, um, is there an appetite one day to have a breakaway league with other Europe, say with Portugal, say yeah. with France, yeah. Yeah. Scotland? Yeah, it has been discussed for many years. And, you know, we have representatives from FC Copenhagen in UEFA and in FIFA as well. So we are following the discussions very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe in the fact that uh, that the structure that we see in Champions League today and in Europe League is the right one. Uh, and um, and uh, because there has been discussions whether you should make a Champions League f- only for the get me right filthy few, the biggest clubs in in Europe. Uh, we don't think that is the right way of doing it because it also I, m- I mean it's, it's 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 still a game and 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 a lot of things can happen mm-hmm. and and what i appreciate very much is also that uh, when smaller clubs on a european basis like us are, are, are playing against some of the biggest clubs i mean we we we, we can actually uh, be winners yeah. sometimes and and it makes create an atmosphere around uh, uh, soccer which is uh, in my book the right one so uh, we are fighting for uh, more or less i mean there will always be development in all industries but 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 we are fighting more or less for for keeping uh, where we are today in terms of Europe League and, and Champions League. I I agree. I mean, I'm I'm torn at times. Mm. The concept of seeing the big clubs playing every week is mm. obviously appealing in some regards. But yeah. I like domestic league football. Yeah. You need that yeah. the grassroots. Exactly. You got to support the fans too. Mm. Yeah. You know who, who deserve the chance to see Copenhagen come to their yes. town, their exactly. small club. You know, twice yeah. a year, or once exactly. a year. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but. Sure, you can, you can be mm. romanced yeah, by yeah. the concept of you know the, the big ones, but hey, yeah. the reality is it's looking pretty good. It works. The, yeah. the, the group phase of yeah. the Champions League, for example, is the best football you'll ever see. Exactly. Right? I don't know how it gets better than that, to no. be honest with you. No, exactly. I fully agree. Is, is so football greedy? No, it's an industry, and uh, you, you, you need to understand that. And uh, Mark has been with me, I remember that, a couple of years ago, when we were, I mean, we were so close one centimeter close to to going into Champions League, but uh, we didn't manage, uh, so we went into Europe League instead, and it's a question about at least 100 million Danish. Uh, and uh, so, um, uh, just to, s- to, 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 to tell that um, that one thing is that you like the sport, and, 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 uh, and uh, we're all passionate about football and stuff like that, uh, but, but there's money involved. And you need to understand that, and but and there's a direct proportion between investment level and and the results coming out in the end, because then you can invest in the right management, you can re- invest in the right players, and then you're there. So so um, so don't be blunt in that respect. Uh, and I feel it as a chairman that uh, it's my overall responsibility to secure that we have a long-term sustainable frame around the football club. 
and and part of that is to have strong financial uh, uh, frames uh, and uh, but 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 that's the way football is and i don't think it's greedy uh, i don't like uh, the word greedy because it's it's very negative but the, it it is driven by money like many other things and if you don't realize that i would say that you are naive Mm-hmm. And you know the global game is changing so much now. Major League Soccer has become th- this 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 beast on these shores, yep. which is now taking talent from mm-hmm. Europe as well. Yeah. Jan Grigas, for example, joined Minnesota from Copenhagen yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. last year. Mm. A very good player. Yeah. Um, is that becoming a threat to you uh, as far as talent? It, in in terms of uh, uh, taking talent from Europe. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. That's part of it. Um, I think that um, that what we have achieved in 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 Europe, and we have different roles. I mean, as described, FC Copenhagen's role, which is very much the gate into Europe, uh, on a pretty high level, uh, and then you have other clubs, which are uh, like like uh, clubs in uh, Spain and 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 in Premier League and 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 in Germany. We are we are having different roles. Um, I think we have high integrity. I think we have uh, very very professional teams around in Europe. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, also it's pretty interesting to see you describe the situation here in Canada for me right now, that it's also based on, on heritage. Because, I mean, soccer and football, uh, that is the sport in Europe. And so we have been working with this for over 100 years. Well, Denmark's a tiny country. What, yeah. F- five, six million, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, we exactly. We have, I think we're 5.5 right now. So it's incredible, the it success yeah, of it, right? But, but we have always, I mean, we have... FC Copenhagen is founded on two different clubs. Uh, one is uh, Copenhagen Ball Club, and the other one is, is, is a local one called B1903. Uh, established in 1903, and, and the other one is from the uh, the 1800s. And um, uh, and I mean, so so we 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 have a strong hist- history in football, and 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 football is by far the the the, the most important and 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 uh, supported sport that we do have. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, so I think you should see it in that light. Well, I mean, over here in Canada, you know, we're in our football infancy. It's as simple as that. Yeah. We've just had the Canadian Premier League enjoy its inaugural season uh, mm-hmm. to success, mm-hmm. a, a really good quality yeah. brand of football, which is gonna only going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. But we, y- you must have that domestic league to be successful. Exactly. And, and Canada, a nation of mm. was far bigger than Denmark, yeah. who has who's struggled and failed on the international yeah. scene for so many years. Yeah. It's changing now. We see some hope. Alfonso Davies at Bayern yeah. Munich is doing great. Yeah. You know, he's a starting left back at the moment. Exactly. Well, we're seeing some some good young players emerge, mm. but it is a real work in progress. Yeah. Uh, whereas, obviously, the heritage of the sport in Denmark is so much greater. Yeah. But Copenhagen, despite being a traditionally you know historic team, mm. um, you are very modern thinking as well. Mm. The way you're you're looking to expand your your global presence, yeah. esports. I mm. want to get into this quickly. Esports, yeah. which is just an enormous industry, growing mm. and growing. Mm. FC Copenhagen have been involved in this for some time now. Yeah, we established the company uh, three years ago, and uh, what we did was that uh, that was my philosophy. I, I would like to have different competences and financial sponsors involved from the very beginning. So we are the owners of uh, 50% of the company, but it's a, a joint venture together with uh, the biggest media group in, uh, in Northern Europe called the Ekman Group, uh, who are involved in the film industry, uh, Sony, PlayStation, you, you name it. Uh, and um, and uh, we, we own this company together, and, um, 
where we can offer all the competences and experience about driving a, uh, a, a, a football club on a very high level, which is actually the same parameters that you're running in, 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 in an eSport company. Uh, then uh, Nordic Film can can uh, come in and with all their experience and competences and, and money as well in terms of how to develop games, uh, uh, how to uh, market it. They have cinema chains and, and others, which means that we have a very, very strong setup financially, but also uh, from a competence point of view in, in that eSport company. And that's the reason why I think we have been pretty successful in, in the last three years. And, and there's still absolutely still room for improvements, and we are discussing with ourselves, should we on top of our CSGO uh, uh, team, uh, which is on, on top 10 in, 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 uh, on a global basis, we have a FIFA team, what should be the next team, and, s and stuff like that. But we are, we, we are in this industry to on, a, on a long-term basis. In 20 years' time, though, eSports, where will it rate compared to traditional sports hmm. for the viewership model? Right now, it is the biggest, uh, I mean, it's uh, the fastest growing industry in the world, but we have seen that before, and then it sometimes lose a little bit pace, mm -hmm. uh, but relatively, but but I mean, what what you need to bear in mind here is that that it is the young gener generation who are involved and engaged in this industry, and that is an, 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 a target group for all of us, which is extremely difficult to get acquainted with. And that's also uh, one of the reasons why we say it's part of our our total group, because uh, this target group is so important. Also, uh, this is the next generation who should come and and and, and see our uh, football matches uh, in parking and and when we are supporting uh, our football team and stuff like that. So um, I think it would be a great part of our group going forward in twenty years' time, but we will still have the anchor points that we do have today that would be my best guess mm -hmm. okay it's interesting isn't it how that, mm. that's growing and one day we'll have galacticos of the esports world yeah, household exactly. names and yeah in some capacity they are household names now actually aren't it, they and i'm too old i guess yeah. to, to appreciate that i told you yeah it, it's amazing it is yeah. stars yeah the industry's changing yeah it is so, so definitely, much, uh, definitely. It's, it's only going but upwards. but there's also a combination i mean you have uh, teams working with fifa games for example i mean that's football yeah. So we have a professional team uh, who won the national league last year in uh, FIFA, and I mean, so um, so there's a combination. But what I really do hope is that in total, the total offering that we are making as a group for 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 the young target group is that they will be interested in 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 working with sport, uh, which will have another starting point than when when I was a kid, mm -hmm. when it was only on the football pitch. But today there's a, a lot of different elements, but still I think it's so important that we can offer something which is interesting for them so they still feel from they are very young that sport is part of their life. Mm -hmm. And then it can be, I mean, in, in e-sport, it could be on, on the football pitch or whatever, but just so they, they, they get this feeling that, that sport is important. I'm going to leave this interview shortly, mm. see my wife and tell her that we're going to buy a PlayStation for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for my daughter. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a career in it waiting for her, right? Yeah, you know, yeah and, uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thanks so much this, Bo. I really enjoyed Thank this. Uh, good luck against Celtic. And I tell you, that there's a soft spot in, in Canadian, the, mm. the Canadian football world for Copenhagen mm. because of Atiba yeah. and how successful he was yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Still... It just does my head in how he wasn't appreciated in Canada. No, but he's still he playing, of course. 
yeah. never won a Lou Marshall award, which yeah. is our top yeah. athletes award, which is utterly ludicrous, if yeah. you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. A wonderful player. Now, I know he think yeah. he left just before you arrived. Yeah, he did, but I knew him. Did uh, you? Yeah, and I have seen him so many times in Parken. So he was a great player. He was, he was a success story. I mean, coming back to our concept, it worked. So um, it was good to introduce him to, uh, to Europe. Yeah. One of the good guys in the game as well. He really is. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, just yeah. a wonderful midfielder. Yeah, and exactly. St- still playing for Canada when, yeah. he, when he's healthy. Yeah, that is. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, no, we, we thank you for all, all Copenhagen did for T. Hutchinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only the average fan over here appreciated him, that's the, uh, yeah. the frustrating part. Very good. Yeah, Bo, thank you so much. Yeah, it Enjoy was a pleasure. Thank you. That is Bo Rygaard. Uh, check him out. FC Copenhagen playing Glasgow Celtic coming up in the Champions League, sorry, in the Europa League knockout round. All right, that is Footy Prime, uh, a special edition for you. We will be back in the new year with Danny and Craig as the, uh, the football war continues. And yes, as discussed, the transfer window. Cheers for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.